Alright everybody, welcome back into the Pigskins and Tutus podcast show. I know it's been a while and I told you guys that I was going to shut it down and take a break from it because life was going to be busy and it has lived up to that expectations of being crazy, busy, stressful, um, and everything in between. I decided I had a little time tonight. Where I could take a break and do a show. Plus, there's still, there's just a little too much to talk about not to, um, not to come on here and talk a little bit about what life has brought us last couple last month here. A um, little bit of sports on the end and um, pa- talking some Packers draft um, and the Lakers and and just a little bit of that stuff going on. So. Um, the draft is Thursday night. I cannot wait for that. I'm super excited. And um, so, but I wanted to get into kind of what life has been like for the last month uh, for me and Jana and our kids. And um, so, you know, about a month ago we've added, well, it's, it's almost two months now, just about. We've had a new addition to our family, Miss um, Lorelai, and she's been amazing and um she's um been been a blessing to our family by all means and for you that have kids out there you you know you you go through the newborn screening and they do two of them and um we got some results back from her newborn screening that weren't so favorable um we got um, some something. Something was a red flag, basically, and uh, they brought us in again and wanted to look more at it. And they thought um, she had what they call VLCAD for short. It's it's a long scientific name, but VLCAD can be. Um, can be scary. Um, they gave us paperwork that goes over everything that that comes along with what VLCAD is, what VLCAD can cause, and um, at first it freaked us out. Um, it was scary. It was something we didn't know what it was. We didn't know um, how to treat it. We didn't know um, 
what this was going to affect her in the long run. Um, how she's going to live life and everything like that. So we're freaking out. This paperwork they gave us says it, it can cause death. It can cause brain brain damage. It can cause um, heart failure, liver damage, all sorts of crazy stuff. And so we're Googling it. We're kind of stressing out. They tell us you have to feed her a lot. And let me, what VL Cat is, is basically... Um, it's a enzymatic disorder that that where your body doesn't break down long chain fatty acids to turn that into energy when your body um, and store it when your body is not eating. And when your body's not eating, when you're not physically eating, your body uses that storage to function, you know, to run everything in your body. And um, so we started Googling it, started looking up, and we, we got sent to a genetics doctor. And we were really nervous about it. We were saying lots of prayers. And, um, you know, we all decided, look, we're going to be strong. We're going to figure what this is out. We're going to fight it. And um, they say if it's caught early, then... Um, then kids can go on to live a pretty normal life. And we went to see the genetics doctor. She broke it down scientifically of what it is and, and, and why they think she might have it. And they also, they showed us the test that came back. She said if she, if she had VLCAD, these two enzymatic numbers would be high. <coughs> Excuse me. But all her numbers were high. We had a paperwork with all the numbers on it were high. And she said it's very rare, weird. It's strange. She's never seen it before. Um, so she she could have VLCAD. She could have VLCAD and something else. Um, or it could be a fluke. It could be a fluke that her, you know, digestive system. You know, we took we took Lorelei out at 37 weeks or 38 weeks. Um, 37 weeks, I believe. So she wasn't like a nine nine month baby full full term forty, and she said her system might not be where it needed to be when they when they tested her because um, she's not getting the full breast milk yet. She's not, you know, she's just getting that colostrum, and um, so it could be a fluke. So we come home, we're, we're saying more prayers, and um, we had wait two weeks for the test. But basically, how you treat this VL cat is you feed her. You overfeed her. You She has to eat an ounce an hour. And if she eats two ounces, she can sleep for two hours. So they said, she, they said feed her for two hours. Wake up every two hours and feed her. So my poor wife, who not only has to pump, um, which is very painful. Uh, she has to wake up every two hours to feed her, wake, she has to do everything she can to wake up Lorelai to get her to eat, make sure she's eating, <clears throat> so my wife's sleep deprived, um, we're stressed out, and the, um, the symptoms of this VLCAD when, when it's so early is, um, a moody baby and a sleepy baby. 
which babies are moody and they're sleepy, so it's really hard to tell. And the only way they can do it is, you know, through those those blood tests. And so we're waiting the two weeks. We get um, we're going back and forth. We're seeing our regular doctor to make sure, to make sure she's gaining weight, which she's still gaining weight at this point. Um, so we're going back and forth and going back and forth. And we're waiting, impatiently waiting for this test results. I called up there a couple times asking if they had it. And uh, we get a phone call. We've been stressed out. We're, well, let me, let me backtrack here a little bit. Sorry, let me backtrack here a little bit. When, after we had the baby, my mom was able to stay with us and help us out. And then her mom, Jana's mom, came and helped us out. And then I was off a week we we've had a really we had really good blessings that they were able to help us and that I was able to take off a week and help the the week I go back to work <coughs> sorry I don't know why my throat is tickling me the week I go back to work a stomach bug hits Annabelle's throwing up Phoebe's throwing up Darla's throwing up got to take Darla out of school um and then we're trying to figure out if Anna, if Lorelai has this sickness. And if she gets sick and stops eating, then that means a trip to the hospital. Because if she's not eating then and she has this VLCAD, then it could cause major problems. So it's just a bad situation. Plus, I'm at work. So Janet takes care of all this by herself. Um, not only that, we were looking at moving. And trying to figure out when we can move. And trying to figure out to find a house. And, and do we use a realtor? Do we not use a realtor? And um, so going on to that realtor point before I wrap this all back around and, and, and kind of put it in the timeline for you. So after that week, um, we finally get back to a normal routine other than the does our baby have VLCAD? Does she have more wrong with her? Um, Jana's waking up every two hours. We're breastfeeding. Every, it's just it's just stressful. Um, and my poor wife, she handled everything so strong, like she always does. And uh, so she has a friend of hers that that she knew from high school. It's a realtor, and we were going to use her to find a, a rental house. So this was a free, free. Um, it was a free. It's free service when you go in. You're going to rent anything for for a realtor to help you out. Long story short, she basically did nothing for us. That's why I posted on here on Facebook on my personal account about finding a realtor. We found a really awesome realtor, and um, she helped us find a house. We had to figure out. Okay, time to go see the house. Did we get approved for the house? Uh, we we saw this one house. We liked it. We put in there. We put in the application. Um, they're gonna need this and that. We were just trying to figure out everything out. And um, so we're waiting on all this stuff. Waiting on stuff that we have no control over really. And uh, we're still looking for houses. We're still waiting on test results. And we're praying to God that that. Everything works out. Um, 
So, one great day, like it seems like life has just, just been one thing after another. You know how it, like in life where it seems just like everything is piling up and you're just thinking, man, can we just catch a break? God, please give us give us a break. Let us get some good news. What is going on? So, the next day comes, I call the doctor again. I, I said, hey, we're waiting on Lorelai's tests. What's taking so long? What's going on? They had a mix up with the lab with her P results. It was a big it was just a big mess. And I'm just going, Okay guys, we really want the results of this test. We really need to know what's going on. And of course if you have any any children, you know exactly um what that would be like. You would want those tests back ASAP. And so I call up there and they basically say, Well, your doctor, Lori, has checked them out, and she needs another doctor's opinion. And that made my heart sink. That was, uh, that was, um, well, this can't be good then. This has got to be something more than VLCAD, and they're just trying to figure out what to diagnose her with. And I said, okay, I'll call back tomorrow. With the, I'll need an answer with this. So I go home, we go home, and we pray to the good Lord again, and um, uh, sorry, I'm not trying to get emotional here. The next day comes, and I get a phone call. I'm I'm, head, I'm driving down the, back to the to the yard where my I need to return my truck for work. And I get a phone call, and I know it's I know it's the results. And I pull over, and I'm expecting um, I'm expecting the worst, you know. Um, and they call me up, and and it's the nurse. She's sorry for taking so long to get back to you. We have the results, and, and her 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 acid levels look normal, and and she's going through all the scientific aspects of it and I'm thinking in my head what does this mean speak some English please because I don't understand what you're saying and she says so basically she's fully healthy and she does not have the VLCAD and she does not have anything else wrong with her enzymatic disorders anything like that so God has answered our prayers. And uh, <laughs> I told her, thank you. Hung up the phone. I called my wife immediately. Um, and uh, I tell her the good news. She's crying tears of happiness. <laughs> and uh, our baby is healthy. And uh, we've been blessed to have uh, three other healthy girls. That I've had no issues as far as something, you know, this bad, and and we were willing, you know, obviously to to go through this and, and fight for Lorelai and do everything we can to to give her a normal life and what this was going, what, what this what was going to bring to her future and our future, and when I got that news, oh. Oh wait, the oh, 
<laughs> the weight that fell off my shoulders, it was amazing. Um, I called my wife. She's crying of happiness. I'm I'm holding back tears of, of happiness and, and joy. And um, I called my mom. She's happy, of course. And, and so I got great news. Great news. Excited. The next day I go to work, get off. I got a haircut set up with my barber. And I'm waiting around, waiting around. My uh, realtor calls me up the very next day. Says, hey, congratulations. You got approved for that house that you really wanted. And um, we're getting the lease together and all this good stuff. And it just seemed like two days, two days our life has turned around from a month and a half of worry and stress and and uh, pressure and and all this stuff that goes on and trying to live a normal life and get our girls back in a routine and um in two days flat it seems like everything's good <laughs> everything's perfect and um and I owe that to God you know uh um I probably don't talk about that enough on here uh, um I am a godly man. Well, okay, let me rephrase that because it sounds comes off as conceited. Um, I believe in God and I believe prayers and I believe that that if you pray to Him, it works and and He answers prayers all the time and um, He answers prayers of the simplest, easiest things in life um, and he, he answers big prayers and He answered two huge prayers for us and um, it's great. It's just great to know that that I have that relationship with Him and that. And things, you know, work out. And, and, you know, even, you know, even if Lorelai did have the VLCAD, we were, you know, we had good doctors we had that were going to set us up with all this stuff. And we had the resources to, to fight it. and But I'm so glad she doesn't have it. Um, my wife is so glad she, she doesn't have to wake up um, every two hours to feed her. We could let her we could let her sleep like a normal baby. And the poor thing is probably just tired because we're waking her up every two hours. And, and she's getting more energy now. She's gaining a lot more weight. And so everything's great with Lorelai now, and uh, we're so blessed by God and, and, and blessed to have her in our life, and that she is healthy, and and she's turned into a Watson. Um, um, Watson, our other girls have when they came out, they have a pretty similar look. They got big cheeks, no chin, and they're cute and chunky, and that's what she's turning into. So <coughs> that's kind of been our life. The last couple months, and, and that's kind of why I, I have stepped back from doing this podcast show, is because we've had all the stress, we've had all this turmoil, and we've, we've had all this craziness. And then I, um, I started a second job as well. Um, I'm I went back to grooming every other Saturday at the Petco in Watauga. So if you need, if you're listening to this and you live in Texas and you want to get your dog groomed, you're in Fort Worth area. Come come in and see me. Um, but it's a second job that I work every couple Saturdays where I can make some extra money. I used to groom back in the day. I groomed for eight years, actually, for PetSmart and Petco uh, before I turned into a truck driver. And it's it's been interesting to get back into that. Uh, it's kind of like uh, getting back on that bicycle and, you know, just, just like riding a bike. You just kind of pick it back up. Just something to make some extra money. Um, and our new my new job is closer to work. As well, just by a little bit. So, we're actually moving out next 
next weekend. Um, so we're lo- looking forward to getting to the new house. We're packing everything up. We found some guys that will come <coughs> and move it for us. So um, we have been been blessed and th- grateful and thankful for all of um, the prayers and, and, and thoughts and prayers from other people. And um, it's just been amazing that, uh, you know, we got those answers that we needed and after a month and a half of craziness and, and stress and everything else. So, but uh, I just wanted to come out with this podcast. I want it all out tonight and talk about that, that going on and talk about a little bit about sports before I wrap it up over here. And I won't be able to do one next week. We're moving and we're going to be getting situated so I don't know when the next one's going to be out. But I appreciate you guys listening and I hope you get something out of this. Um, whether it be it's something... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to get out of it. Um, I hope you get something out of it. And, and I like doing this this show. But I wanted to get into the Packers draft real quick here. And uh, <coughs> what what I guess who we might pick up and who 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 we might get. And I, I don't know. And that's the biggest thing for the Green Bay Packers. We have the 12th pick in the in the draft. And we have the 30th pick from the Saints. So we got two first-round picks this year, which is amazing. And um, it is just a – it's tough because our team likes to – you know, my team likes to back out of their draft picks. They usually trade down. And – so it's just kind of tough to see where they're going and who they're going to get and, and what gaping holes do we need to fill our team and what the social media, what people think we need to get. Um, so I I really want a defensive lineman um, or a good linebacker in our first spot at number 12. I don't think we need a wide receiver that high. I don't think there's um, that big of a need a wide receiver for us. You know, we got Devontae Adams, which is a top 10, maybe top 8 um, wide receiver last season. We got a lot of young rookie wide receivers last year that were kind of getting into the mold. Someone's going to take over Randall Cobb's spot. We got him over, uh, rid of him over the offseason. He's now a Dallas Cowboy, um, so I cannot cheer for him any longer. But uh, um, I think we're going to be fine at wide receivers. We got Geronimo Allison back. Um, we brought back Jimmy Graham. I wish they kind of would have really let him go. Um, reports have been that we're looking at Noah Fant and TJ Hawkinson if he falls down to the number 12 spot. <coughs> but tied in that high is, is uh, a tight end that high is going to be um, I don't know. A tight end that high, you better be really good. You better be um, the next Travis Kelsey or the next, um, I don't even know, the next Jason Witten because that's pretty high. Uh, a pretty, pretty, pretty high draft pick to use a tight end for a guy that can, that, 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 that to me is not the, the 
the spot is not as valued as others. But um, I've seen mock drafts where we, we take an offensive lineman on number 12, which I don't like. You know, I, I get that we have to take offensive linemen eventually. And if they're really, really amazing, maybe. I just don't. It's just not a, it's just not a sexy pick at number 12. You can find some offensive linemen down the down the board where you um you can maybe find some good value for him instead of using a high draft pick. <coughs> um we have seen I've seen mock drafts where we take where we take Noah Fant that high. I've seen mock drafts where we um take the Michigan linebacker um it's Devin Burns, I believe, or Devin Bush, I believe, and Devin White's the best linebacker in this in this draft. He go he's from LSU. Um, they have him probably going top five, I believe, or top ten at least. So we will not see him. And the reason I the number twelve pick to me is so important because Green Bay Packers usually don't have that high of a pick. We're usually in the twenties um, because we we're, we're usually winning division, uh, usually going deep in the playoffs. Um, or into the playoffs in general, so we don't get it. We don't get the high of a pick all the time, and I really don't want us to back out. And it worked out last season. We backed out of the first round pick. We ended up getting Jerry Alexander and Josh Jones or Josh Jackson, and those two players have turned out really well. Especially Jerry Alexander, he's been a beast lad this this year for us, and he's only going to continue to get better. Um, and Brian G. Brian G. Has done a great job last season, so I believe in what he's doing with his team. I believe that his draft will be good, and if we get a good offensive lineman at number twelve, and he turns out to be an all-star and protect Aaron Rodgers, I, you know, obviously that's fine. But I really want a defensive pick at number twelve. I want some guys going to come in on the defensive side and um, make a difference. You know, this season now I can see them going offense because over the off season. Um, we've made a lot of free agency moves, and we do usually don't jump into making a lot of free agency moves. Uh, we usually don't spend a lot of money, but we came in and we spent. <coughs> we got four or five guys in the span of two days, and mostly all on the defense. We did pick up one offensive lineman from the Denver Broncos, and that one kind of left my head scratching. It's a guy that he's he he could play multiple positions on the line, but how good is he? Um, but we paid him pretty good. And so I'm hoping he can come in and help protect Aaron Rodgers, keep him upright. And uh, but we got a lot of guys. We got Preston Smith from the Washington Redskins, who's a beast. Um, we got um, Baltimore Ravens guy. I can't remember his name, but he's supposed to be a really good guy. He's had 18 sacks in the last two seasons combined, and um, it's a guy that that says they have a lot of potential that the Baltimore Ravens didn't really put a lot of time in. So. Um, and then we got Adrian Amos from the Chicago Bears. We were able to pull him away from our hated rival. And he had a decent year last year. And I'm really interested to see what he could do because of the fact that that defense is so good that he had good players around him where it made his job a little bit easier than what it had to be. So I'm hoping he can come in here with a defense that's not um, as elite. Well, well, not an elite defense at all, but um, not, a, not a whole lot of playmakers on it. Um like the Bears have when you stack it up against the Bears. And um, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping really for Devin, Devin Bush out of Michigan. 
um, to go on that defensive or go on that as a linebacker. And he's a guy that, from his film that I've seen, um, he's a guy that's always around the fall, ball. He's he's a good tackler. Uh, he's fast. He can get downhill, and uh, he makes plays. <coughs> I think he fit in really well with the system, and I think it'd be a good pickup for us. Um, a defensive lineman. There's a lot. This this defense or this draft is loaded with defensive linemen. Um, we can't. We're not going to be able to get the top three guys. You know, Quentin Williams, Josh Allen, um, Bosa, any of those guys. I wish we get Quentin Williams. That guy's a beast. Um, but uh, you know, there's still Cleveland Farrell from from Clemson. His stock is his stock in the draft is Phil. I mean, I I was hearing lots of things about him, but he's so far has kind of fallen down the ranks. And uh, there's Jockey Polite who had a horrible. Um, who had a horrible combine where his he's looking to be picked up probably in the second round. He went from a first-round draft pick to a second-round pick. He got Montez Sweet, which we could get. And I, I think his hype is a little overrated. Uh, I think he's going to be an okay player in the NFL. Um, and hopefully if he comes to Green Bay, he can prove me wrong. But I think he's that high because he got such a fast 40 time. He's the fastest 40 of any defensive lineman in the history of the NFL draft our NFL Combine, and to me, that is good, but it's not great, and the reason I say that is, is if you're running 40 yards to catch somebody, that means they've run by you, and you're trying to catch up, and that doesn't, you're not going to catch up in the NFL like that, and um, so I don't know, I, 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 a lot of people love this guy, so if he comes to Green Bay and we pick him, I, you know, I'm going to be happy with, with what we got, but um, if he comes to Green Bay, hopefully he can prove me wrong. I think he'll he'll be a good player, but his hype is really high right now, and his, and his stock, and and you know, good for him. Hopefully he goes somewhere and gets paid really well. If he comes to Green Bay, I will welcome him in. But that 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 that's a little weird. And then you look at wide receiver crews this year. You got DJ Metcalf, which everyone's throwing a fit for. And yeah, he's tall and he's big, and he kind of reminds me maybe of a Des Bryant type of guy. But his shuttle, his eight eight shuttle uh, speed is horrible, and Tom Brady ran a faster shuttle speed than him. And the shuttle speed is all about change of direction. And wide receivers um, need to, if they're going to be good in the NFL, they need to be able to change direction fast. And he can't do that. So that's a limitation for him. What routes can he run? Is he going to be just straight down the field, throw it up kind of guy? I don't know. So um, I'm not really looking forward to getting him. Um, with our 30th pick, I would be fine with picking up a tight end if it's someone good, like Noah Fant. T.J. Hawkinson was picked to go in the top 10 um, for most drafts that I've seen. <clears throat> and, you know, all these drafts come out, and there's so many mock drafts coming up. And I'm, I see some mock drafts that I'm like, come on, guys, let's be serious here. All right? It had Josh Allen going to Green Bay at 12. Josh Allen's not going to Green Bay at 12. He's going in the top three. Let's be real. These 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 mock drafts that come out and they're like, this would be a good draft for, draft for Green Bay. And you look up and it's not even realistic. I'm like, why are you wasting my time or anybody else's time on this this bullcrap? So I want a defensive guy at 12. I'll take offensive guy at 30 and then go from there. Um Now, I, I watch college football. I don't watch as much as I would want to of it. But I um, I at least 
pay attention to who's going to go in the top 10, who's going to go in the top 20 probably, um, and try and f- I don't try and like make my own draft up, but I just look at these guys on who I, who I would want for my team. And, you know, I hope we don't trade out that number 12 pick. So um, I really want it. I really want that number 12 pick. But who knows with Green Bay? They do a lot of different things, and, and, and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. But I believe in Brian G and what he's doing in this organization. So um, a couple weeks ago, pro- probably about a month ago, maybe a little more than that, um, everyone saw the Bleacher Report on Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers and Coach McCarthy, and it just is... It's ridiculous, in my opinion. Now, now, do I think that Aaron Rodgers has an ego? Can be kind of a drama queen or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I do because he's that he's good, and and usually players like that um, have a pretty big ego. Michael Jordan, um, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, um, big you know biggest names in in, the, in their sport, and they have an ego. Um, so it's not, I mean, to me, it's no big deal. Um, when I first started reading it, I'm like, man, this sounds bad. It makes Aaron Rodgers look like crap. But, you know, honestly, honestly, he got fed up with dealing with a coach that didn't change any offensive plays, um, that stayed the same for seven years. And uh, or stayed the same for a long time. It didn't change anything up. Um, he felt like he was smarter than Coach McCarthy, which he probably was. Um, he, he was dealing with a complacent coach in my my mind, and and Coach McCarthy did get complacent in his play calling, and it was very frustrating. And I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers and McCarthy both probably frustrated that they didn't do more in Green Bay together as far as championships and and even another Super Bowl appearance. Then they left a lot of that on the field, and I think that's a frustration for our, our fan base and frustration for this organization. And um, But I think we've made some moves. Obviously, we made the head coach change. Um, uh, Matt LaFleur, I think, will be a good coach for us. I think he's a guy that can come in here and change his offense, and I'm optimistic about it. I'm optimistic about the moves we made this, uh, this offseason. I like him. I like Brian G and where he's put this organization and as it going to um, <clears throat> further on. But, <coughs> you know, people call Aaron Rodgers selfish because of the deal he got. Um, he deserves it. He deserves to be paid, and it is what it is. And I think it's interesting right now in the NFL on what we've seen. And we have seen the quarterbacks that get paid all that money, but none of them have the success to go along with it as far as championship rings. Um, no top five quarterback last year as far as paycheck goes made the made the playoffs. Um, I believe it's top five or at least top three. Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan. Um, and it's a formula. Do you do you do you as an organization pay your star quarterback? Your franchise quarterback, because they don't grow on trees, they don't come around very often. And you pay them all this money, and then leave it to where you can't sign other good players, to where you you'll probably be pretty good, you'll be decent, and you'll make the playoffs and and win your division, and and but you can't get over that hump. 
And I think that's where the Green Bay Packers might be. Um, it's a pattern that has gone on, and I think Russell Wilson's doing the same thing. He became the highest-paid quarterback the other day. Will they be successful? I don't know. Matt Ryan made it to the Super Bowl, but didn't win it. Uh, but they already had Julio Jones as well, and they already had some good pe- people in place. And when one guy takes up that much of the cap, it's hard for your team to survive and get other players to come and help him. That's just a fact. It is what it is. You can call that player selfish. Um, you can you can call him arrogant. You can not like him. That's a, that's your opinion. But at the same time, that guy plays the ball, plays the game at a high level, and it's either you pay him or you lose him. And which franchise is going to have the the balls to not pay their franchise quarterback? Go with someone else for a cheaper price, sign more players with him, and and hope he he can do enough to get you there. Because defense wins championships. That's the saying, right? Um, but you also need a pretty good quarterback. And there's been those fluke chances where <coughs> where bad quarterbacks probably won the Super Bowl. Um, but but ninety percent of the time, or more, probably ninety nine percent of the time. You need a little bit of both. You need a good defense, and you need a good quarterback. And Aaron Rodgers is an elite quarterback in this league, and he um, can only muster up so much of this team's flaws, and he covers them pretty well. Now, I think at this point in the time, we're we're trying to put the pieces around him better than we ever have um, to help him get back to that championship level. Will he win another championship? I don't know. I'm hoping so. I would love to win three, four, five, seven, whatever. Obviously, you want to win every year. But that doesn't happen. Um, So who knows? Who knows we'll be back there again. I hope we do. I hope he he continues to to thrive to be better. Um, I don't think his, his ego is going to get in the way between him and LaFleur. I don't think he held a grudge against Coach McCarthy when he very first got drafted, when Coach McCarthy was on the 49ers. That was another thing in the story. I think a lot of it is kind of a bull crap. Um, <clears throat> and Rodgers was right. These, guy, these guys on this article, Jennings and Jermichael Finley, are guys that every time anything's bad said about Aaron Rodgers, it's always them saying it. And he says, hey, look, you call me petty, but your name's in all these articles about me all the time. That's all you talk about. It's always about me. When, when are you going to give it up? Stop telling the same old stories. Um, which I totally agree with. Get over it. He made your careers. Greg Jennings went and left to Green Bay. He was nothing. Nobody. Plain and simple. Not everyone has to get along on a football team. It's that simple as well. So I stand behind my quarterback. And, you know, if his character is bad, whatever. As long as he plays good on the field. Uh, when that's all it comes down to. If you play good on Sunday. Now, yeah, leadership does does apply as well. And I, I think he is a great, good leader as well. I think he's a guy that... that he holds himself to high accountability that he expects that from others. 
So he may be hard on guys, yeah, but he's expecting you to to be to be great at your job, and you got to be good at your job to go and win the ultimate championship. So that being said, um, good luck to the Green Bay Packers in the draft coming up Thursday night, and then I'm looking forward to seeing who they get. And one more thing I wanted to talk about. And it's the other organization that I that I love so much as well. It is the Los Angeles Lakers. <coughs> How did the Los Angeles Lakers organization go from such a pristine, everyone wants to come here organization, everyone wants to come and hang another championship in the Raptors. <coughs> Sorry guys, I don't know why I'm coughing. I coughed all day until I sat down to do this. But how's Lakers organization come from greatness to a total dumpster fire in a matter of years? Um, no one wants to come and join LeBron James. Magic Johnson was a coward and quit. Um, the way the way Magic Johnson did what he did. I, now, don't get me wrong. I'm glad he's gone because he's one of the reasons we we suck. He's he's one of the main reasons we suck. He doesn't sign guys back. He doesn't keep players. Um, he made the dumb trade to let Zubac go to the Clippers this year because the guys that that are not going to be on this team next year were complaining about their playing time. Even though this guy that they just traded had potential to be good and young, um, LeBron James' agent leaked. The the trade to the Pelicans and the Pelicans were were mad about that. They didn't trade us Anthony Davis. Um, that blew up on us in our face. That blew up on our team. That we were trying to trade away everybody. It was a, it's just a big mess. Magic Johnson again. Magic Johnson. The way he left was ridiculous. Um, another just slapped in the face. This Rob Polinka guy that we got. A lot of people don't like him or trust him. So why is he in our organization? Jeannie Buss needs to get her head out of her butt. And make some changes. Because this is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Now, I guess we'll see in free agency if someone wants to come join LeBron. And play with him. There's been rumors that, that if, if the coach is a LeBron guy, no one wants to be here. And that's been said by the agents of the players. Who knows if that's true. There's been rumors that everyone is telling all the coaches that are getting... Talk to with the Lakers, having interviews with the Lakers, they're all telling them don't take it because the Lakers have turned into such a dumpster fire. So who knows? Who knows where this team is headed? Who knows if we'll get a good head coach? Who knows if LeBron James is going to get that another free agent to come in here? Who knows? Um, to me, I don't think it's going to happen. Um... To me, I think it's going to be a big waste of LeBron's time. He'll be able to market his brand. And um, that's pretty much about it. Um, I'm hoping he turns it around. Now, Now, before he got injured, and before he had injuries, we were the fourth seed in, in, this, in the Western Conference. <coughs> but after he came back, and after all the trade rumors, the season went down, and that was it. Um, I think LeBron James' leadership this season has been pitiful and pathetic. He's looked at plenty of times this year that he didn't want to be a part of the team, didn't want to 
um, build up his teammates in the locker room and all this stuff. Um, way he's the way he's portrayed it. Now he may be a different guy in the locker room. He may be a different guy in practice. But what you've shown this far to the Laker fan base is that you don't seem very, um, <clears throat> you didn't seem very invested. Now he's a guy that's going to go out and always have pretty good numbers. And you can't say he didn't play hard because his numbers are good, but it wasn't the LeBron James we expected this season for the for the, for the Los Angeles Lakers. I hope he comes in here more motivated next season. I hope he uh, gets that superstar to come in here with him. And I hope he get a good head coach. And I hope this Rob Plinka guy's not a bad guy like everyone says he is. And I hope Jeannie Buss grows a pair to make some better decisions because Andrew Johnson has ruined this franchise as far as um, keeping players we should have kept um, and, tr- and the trades we've made. And so it's, I just don't even want to say. It is flabbergasted me to think that this team can be this bad um, and have such a hard time getting people to come here. Um to the Los Angeles Lakers, so I just don't understand it, man. I just don't, and I don't think it's gonna happen for LeBron James here. Hope it does, but I guess time will tell. <clears throat> um, I guess time will tell. But uh, that's all I got for you tonight. It's a pretty long show. I haven't done one in a while, and I didn't really do any kind of um, research. So um, I just kind of talk mostly about what's going on. And why life has been so crazy. Um, I pray and hope that you guys have a safe night. I pray and hope that you guys have a great Easter tomorrow. Uh, if you have kids. And when you don't have kids, other than the Christian religion or whatever aspect of it, the Easter Bunny is whatever. But if you have kids, uh, you got to do the whole Easter Bunny and uh, hide eggs. And it's going to be a great day tomorrow. It's going to be 80, about 80 degrees. No rain. It's probably the first Easter in a while. It hasn't really rained on us as I can remember. Um, so I, I, I hope that you have, a, you have a blessed day tomorrow and that we all remember the true meaning of this holiday and not just the the um, Easter Bunny. And um, that is it. I am signing off. I will be back on when I can. Um, but thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It's the Pigskins 2-2 Podcast Show. And God bless you.